It's Girls Day on the podcast. Welcome to Decaf with Taylor and Stephanie. Steph, how's it going? I need more coffee today, more caffeine. I know. I have my big mug that I got at Harry Potter World that's literally as big as my face because that's just the kind of day it is. It's a beautiful day um, here in Nashville. I don't know what it's like across the rest of the state, but I don't see a cloud in the sky out there. It's a beautiful day, but I think uh, I w- we were just on a, a call that lasted a very long time, and mm-hmm. I was just thinking, I looked up at the clock and thought, I need breakfast. Oh, wait, I need lunch. It is afternoon at this point. <laughs> One of those Zoomathon days where like we're just on back-to-back calls. It's just never ending. I have moved from the table to the floor because at some times... There goes the dog barking. And at sometimes uh, I feel like I need to be on the floor. Like my, it makes my, it makes me focus to be sitting up straight on the floor, ready to go. But um, let's talk about some things that we'll, we'll go, we'll go like this. We'll go the bleakest thing first, and then we'll get happy as we go through this call. How does that yeah. sound? Yeah. Let's okay. end it happy. Yes. Let's end it happy. So bleak. I don't know how many of you have filled up your gas tank this week, but for much of my teenage and adult life, I drove, my dad gave me a BMW when I graduated from high school. It was a great graduation gift. I didn't deserve it, but he did. And I was getting premium gas as you have to when you drive a car like that. And when I bought my Volkswagen, I was filling up my whole tank for $36. I filled up my tank last week and it was $58 at Sam's Club where gas is cheap. Guys, everyone is struggling with this and people are people who are justifying all of the gas prices raising are saying things like, well, we need to move to electric cars, which is so insulting to so much of the population that can't afford a Tesla or don't have the money to throw into a Prius or an electric car right now. And it just, it shows an out of touchness with certain people in our country that we are striving to be energy independent, which we were for the most part for a long time. Now we shut off the Keystone pipeline. We don't want to buy gas from Russia because they're doing absolutely insane things over there. I mean, Stephanie, stop me before I get crazy because this is just (laughs) like, it's It's insane what's going on right now. Well, first of all, I'm old enough to remember that when I started driving and I did not not have a BMW, I had a a Ford Escort, which was nice. (laughs) have a CD player. So I had one of those like cassette things that- Oh, I love it. (laughs) But anyway, uh, gas was 99 cents, 98 cents when I started driving. And um, I guess that was, gosh, was that, that can't be 20 years ago. Yeah, I guess it was 20 years ago. Whoa. <laughs> um, 20 years ago, gas was 99 cents. You children don't know. Um, <laughs> but now, yeah, it's gotten out of control. And I think uh, a lot of people or a lot of Americans are just frustrated in general that prices keep on rising, uh, not only in gas, but the cost of everything that you do. Um, and it all has the trickle down effect. And so all of these people saying, oh, let's just move to electric cars. Well, good luck manufacturing those electric cars. The supply chain is in such disrepair right now that you can't even find the parts to be able to manufacture them no. let alone out to consumers. And so people are frustrated. It's time that we have an energy policy that makes sense in America, um, which includes being energy independent, but it needs to be multifaceted. We shouldn't be, you know, relying on one set of technology to be able to, uh, to gain that energy independence. 
especially when and and you know I see the memes all over Instagram I can't get on Instagram just to look at funny things look at my friends these days without seeing all these political memes but one of the things one of the cartoons was showing that we are pumping Russian gas and Vladimir it was a cartoon of Vladimir Putin literally standing behind the gas pump raking in cash into a war on Ukraine fund like we we've got to do something and I you know I'm all for severing ties with Russia, but we have to do it in a way that makes sense, which is using oil that we can we can harvest and produce here in the United States. I don't know why we're not doing it. And I'm fully like, I love the great outdoors. I'm all about environmental policy when it makes sense though. And it can make sense. It can make you, they, these things aren't mutually exclusive. You can prioritize things in the environment, but also still prioritize making sure people can, I, I was, I saw a post the other day that said um, minimum wage seven seven point two five you can and then gas is like 425 and so you can work an hour and still not be able to get two gallons of gas in your car like that's insane something has got to give but it's going to impact everything right so people are anxious to get traveling over the summertime they may think differently about whether or not they're going to take a car trip plane tickets will be more expensive because fueling the planes will, will cost more um and so it's going to have an effect on the travel industry, which then will have effect on workers, which will have an effect on what they can purchase at the stores. And so it's just this, this massive thing that needs to be addressed, uh, that nobody is really doing anything to, to, to solve it right now. Well, think about, think about people who work in jobs that rely on travel. I was talking to my mother the other day. She's a drug rep. First of all, she's in a rental car for her job because the, the drug rep, the drug companies, the pharmaceutical companies can't buy new cars for their reps. So she's in a rental car. And then she drives all over Alabama all day, every day, driving everywhere. It's going to take a toll on these companies and it's going to lead to probably more layoffs because they can't afford to keep their reps out their territories like it's going to have an effect on everyone and so i'm encouraged that we're cutting ties with russia i'm discouraged that we're not doing anything to open back up the the oil supply and the oil market in the united states i don't know what it's going to take but i hope that we get some common sense policy here soon because um i saw another meme on the internet gosh me and memes today what's going on i saw another meme on the internet that had a picture of the gas prices from that apocalypse movie with will smith i am legend and the gas prices in la are currently higher than the movie had them <laughs> during the apocalypse like what is going on you know, uh, that actually brings me to a good point. I've, I've been, you know, also perusing during despair moments, sure. <laughs> um, but reading like some, it was like a picture of a, a mom, my age, and she was like holding a coffee cup and everything was like on fire behind her. Yes. And it's like millennials just trying to keep their, keep their stuff <laughs> together because of all of the stuff that's happened since we've been in our lifetimes and our lifetime. And it's, it's interesting um, to, to look at it from that perspective and see there's been a lot that's happened over the past, I don't know, four years, even four uh, years, 10 years, the recession, like all the recessions, a pandemic, another yeah. war. I mean, I was in high school and a freshman in high school when 9-11. No, no, I was a senior, junior. I was a junior in high school when 9-11 happened. Um, and then graduated college when the recession, like literally the recession yes. happened, the stock market crashed. 
kind of thing. Um, and then now like entering parenthood in a global pandemic um, slash first European war yeah. in World War II. I know. So it's just been, it's been one thing after another, but if anything, we are resilient and, yep. um, you know, we'll get through it. I'm so thankful. I actually watched um, the movie, The Pianist last night, which is a Holocaust movie. It's so tragically sad, but it made me realize how thankful I am to live in America where, yeah. where we do have so much more than we even realize. Um, and with some common sense policy, we're going to, we're going to get back on track. I sound like I'm running for office, but we need open the pipeline, <laughs> open the pipeline, baby. People keep posting photos of it. And I'm like, mm, miss her, um, <laughs> open the pipeline. So let's get, let's get that oil flowing. Hopefully at least, even, like at least even the Biden administration should be able to admit that temporarily it is a, a sound thing to do to get our prices, um, at least down to a reasonable level. This is a vital need to keep people, people don't need this right now on the heels of the pandemic to be facing something like this where, yes. I mean, I, I saw a comedian did a skit the other night that said people are gonna start getting on those bikes that they got during the pandemic and rode for three weeks. They're gonna get back on their bikes and ride to work. I mean, he's not wrong. I know it's comedy, but he's not wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, also on the flip side of that, I looked up like just out of curiosity on Kelly Blue Book, what my car is worth that I bought, I think four or five years ago. Um, it is worth more now than what I paid for it. Um, Whoa. which is insane because insane. there's just no cars available. Yeah. Uh, and it's the first time that cars have ever really held any value. You drive a lot. So it is an interesting state that we're in right now. And I think we all need to do our best to adjust. Um, but also demand better of, of people who are making public policy right now because it has such a real world impact yes. on our everyday it makes me thankful to do what I do. I wish that I wish there was something that we could do about uh, about the gas price and everything, but it does make me thankful that we do what we do to make Tennessee a great place to to live, which kind of goes into my next topic, you know public policy is so important. People don't really realize it. Sometimes I kind of get lost in the minutia of doing administrative work or doing the things that I have to do, checking boxes for work, to look at the broader picture and think of the great things that we're doing. Um, right now is Right to Work Week in the state legislature and Governor Lee issued a proclamation for Right to Work Week. And, and I read an article, um, we posted on our Facebook actually from a newspaper in Dallas about how states that are really just honoring the people that live there, the regular everyday workers, the, the people that are just trying to put food on the table for their families, states that honor those people by keeping taxes low and by protecting worker rights are, uh, they're thriving in, in states like California and Illinois that are putting all these programs in place that cost money, but then increasing the cost of living there are losing people to the states that are honoring their, their homeowners or their workers. Um, it's, it's really a, an amazing thing to see Tennessee thrive so much. And, you know, if, if the country was run like Tennessee, I don't think we'd have this big of issues. I'm so thankful to live in Tennessee. I was doing my taxes uh, our taxes the other day and, um, was looking at, you know, going through the, the whole process and then seeing where like, okay, now it's time to insert your state's income tax. And I was like, nope, we don't have that. Um, and just, say, honey. right. And just to think like, it's, it's almost like for people moving from other states that are moving here, our tax policy policies are so good that they're almost getting a raise as soon as they set up residential status here, because 
they don't have to pay the income tax. The cost of living, while it's rising, is is definitely um, still way better than it is in, in say California. So even even when I was moving from Alabama to Tennessee, I was having a conversation with my mom's best friend's husband about it, and he said, "You're effectively getting an increase in your pay just by relocating." Right. And it's true. And, and, you know, I'll be the first to say, I hate giving the government more of my money. And so it's really awesome to, to live in a state where we don't have to. And one of my best friends was doing my taxes the other day. She's an accountant. I'm very lucky to have a best friend who's an accountant. So she yeah. can, she can handle my taxes for me, but she was like, it, y'all's tax policy really is great. We might, we might relocate. They might relocate with their, with their kid. And that's, that's a very cool thing. And so it's encouraging for me to see, um, things like right to work being appreciated statewide where in so many states it's not and even from the federal government coming down and saying we'll ban right to work nationwide whether that was just a political point that that they were trying to make or they actually intend to do that um, to see a state like Tennessee trying to get right to work put in the state constitution so that worker rights are protected forever and ever it's it's really cool I I do I do love it. Well, and the thing about right to work is that it doesn't, it doesn't prevent anybody from joining a union uh-huh. or not union. It leaves the decision up to the worker, which is exactly where it should be. Um, and it's, it makes worker freedom is an important, uh, important point and nobody should feel intimidated one way or another to join or not join a union. Um, and they should be free to have their own decision on who represents them. Totally. When we that's say, the American thing ever, right? Yes. When we say at Beacon, when we say that we are passionate about freedom, we don't mean we're passionate about putting in place policies that we like. We mean like just across the board, straight up definition, Merriam-Webster, Merriam-Webster definition of freedom, whatever that means, whatever that looks like. And that's uh, why I love my job. And so when you yeah. look at, when we zoom out, when we get when we make ourselves free from all the zoom calls and and what that looks like day to day and we zoom out what we do is like so important and i'm thankful that we get to do it and i wish that someone would put us in charge of the country because we'd have gas prices down to dollar 50 in a hot second i would open up that pipeline so quickly <laughs> yes yes i would stand at the end of the pipeline like a like you know when you do when you have yeah. the cheerleaders at the basketball games just spirit fingers all day for that pipeline baby uh it's it's a really great thing but uh we are we're stephanie i, I hate to say this it's not a fun thing to say we're kind of old like think yeah. about what we've just been talking about I feel, old. <laughs> I, know. I feel old. I feel like I'm getting wrinkles. I feel like this is aging me. Yeah, this is aging us so much. A, a sick toddler um, with the stomach flu, and that's a whole nother story. But yeah, yeah, we're definitely gonna get to that because you kind of you kind of texted me about it, and it was just the texts were disturbing and hilarious at the same time. So we'll definitely uh, get to that. But here we are like talking about, I'm getting like butterflies in my stomach about tax policy. And I'm like, wow, who knew that I was this old that I think like now are completely different. Yeah. Getting excited about, about that and drinking coffee out of a cup that's as big as my head. But um, (laughs) to, to hit on something fun, even though, you know, for us, tax policy is fun, but we'll hit on something fun for everybody else. Um, I I have found myself recently getting shamed by my friends for really enjoying things that I'm probably too old to enjoy. Uh, And, and, you know, in times like these, if we don't laugh, we'll cry. And so um, (laughs) we kind of, what are you too 
you all to enjoy. Okay. First of all, I'm just going to put this on the record for anyone who's wondering. Taco Bell is universally good food. Okay. Hate on me all you want, but everybody says, oh my gosh, I haven't eaten Taco Bell since I was like middle school. I'm like, okay, well, I haven't eaten Taco Bell since like Monday. Listen, (laughs) there should never be any shame around Taco Bell. There should never be shame around Taco Bell. Also, a Taco Bell Pizza Hut combo. Oh, now you're speaking my language. Like, give me a Doritos Locos taco and a personal pan pizza, and I will be the happiest girl in the world. Don't don't even come at me on that. Or things like how I am obsessed with Disney. I am like people talk about how I never want to be a Disney adult subculture. Like that's a whole nother, like I don't think that you're too old for it. That's just like a whole nother like. Yes. And I'm not in the subculture, but I do love, I love a Disney movie. Listen, when I'm going to bed at night, I don't want to turn on something that's going to wake me up in the middle of the night being sad, like a, like some show like Madam Secretary, where I wake up in the middle of the night and they're like bombing another country. No, I want to turn on just the news right now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to go to sleep. Dude. My mom goes to sleep every night watching Fox news. And I'm like, that would give me nightmares. I did (laughs) not do that. I want to turn on some star Wars or like tangled or something like that. I don't feel like I'm too old to do that. No, no, you're definitely not. And I mean, I have every, I don't know what I'm ever going to do with them, but I have every single VHS Disney original like in the box tape. I got them all. Um I heard they're worth something. I don't think they probably are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have them. So yeah. and today I don't have a VCR. So maybe I'll have to find one right. <laughs> one day. I will show my kids those Disney movies. But now you can just kind of, you know, it's so funny also like you know how you just talk into your uh remote. Yes. You can think about it the other day and Robert was trying to watch he Clifford the Big Red Dog is what he calls it every yes. time like every time. <laughs> Clifford it's Clifford Big Red Dog. Um and so he he the other day picked up the remote in the living room and goes Big Red Dog and I was like what is he doing? Oh, he's trying to voice remote <laughs> what he wants to watch on TV because I don't realize that we do that like all the time. So he's just like Big red dog, big red dog. I'm like, he's too okay. smart for his own good. You have raised some smart kids. You do what makes you happy, Taylor. Like you do what makes you happy. Yeah, I will. What about you? I mean, you, you're getting to kind of relive childhood with your kids. And that's so cool. One of the, my favorite parts about um, being a parent is actually kind of expo- like as they get older, exposing them to the toys that I loved or things that I loved. And I guess that's what every parent has done forever. Yeah. Um, but did you ever have color form stickers? Um, they were my favorite. It, this was like a late 80s, early 90s craze. You need to. I don't think I had those. I don't remember those. Yeah, you need to Google it. It is like um, these stickers that were kind of plastic, but but thin like a normal sticker and you could re-stick them on multiple things and they, you know, forever, like they never stopped being like able to stick to the paper. Well, I found these, uh, this this set from Melissa and Doug, which is like the, the new- Melissa and Doug is like, I will say after playing with Robert's toys that one day and cutting the vegetables that have Velcro on them, Melissa and Doug, I might want to Melissa and Doug said, heck, if I'm not too old enough for this, I might get it from myself at age 30. An ice cream set right now that is also very popular in our house. We serve up multiple ice cream cones a night. 
Um, but anyway, I found these stickers that are just like color forms and they have them. And the other night, Robert like got bored with it within, you know, probably 15 minutes. And then I was sitting there listening to the legislative committee, like creating my own little sticker town. And I, then I looked down and I was like, oh my God, I've just been doing this by myself for probably 20 minutes. I love it. Like children are so easily entertained that sometimes I feel like I was, <laughs> I was at my friend's house the other night and their son, he's four, about four. And he wanted to put together this puzzle. And of course he got distracted with the puzzle, but I did the same thing. I was like, Oh, this goes here. This goes here. It's like one of the puzzles that was like in the yeah. form. So like, of course you're going to get everything in the right spot, but man, there's just something about it. That's stress relieving. I love it. Just relieving. And I was like, this is like an adult coloring book, but with stickers. And so I was, you know, I got, anyway, my town looked fantastic, by the way, there was a bus system, there was, you know, a grocery store. It was, it was great. My grandmother has taken up um, coloring books with her colored pencils and she loves it. And I'm like, man, these old people are onto something. I need a coloring book. I want to get nice colored pencils and really go to town as, as stress relief, or just as reliving the days when we didn't have to think about taxes and we didn't have to think about gas prices. <laughs> it's like taking me back to my youth. <laughs> well, I'm also like, now that we have two kids, I'm like, what did I do before I had children with my time? Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm doing so much right now that I'm like, what was I doing before that I felt busy? Like ever, what did I, <laughs> what was life like? I know we were on our zoom call earlier. Stephanie was saying that, uh, you talked about you're feeding your child and listening to the legislature. And I'm sure Holt was cooking dinner and doing all these things and you're multitasking. Moms have superpowers. Honestly, all hail the mothers of the world with you <laughs> listening to, to bills and, and feeding children and making sticker towns. <laughs> yeah, you just learn how to multitask, that's for sure. Well, you multitask big this week and this will be our uh, grand finale of the podcast today because uh, I... I just can't wait to hear this. So Stephanie is super mom. I'll say it all the time, but you, I mean, you secured the TikTok handle of parenting toddlers, which I think is incredible. <laughs> and I love to see when Stephanie posts a video of Robert just being absolutely destructive with blocks or Molly <laughs> really going to town in her bouncy chair. But um, you have been parenting toddlers to the extreme this week in a way that I, you know, if I could have a baby yesterday, I would, but um, this is something that I am not jealous of. Stephanie, tell us about your week. <laughs> so Robert got home from daycare on Monday afternoon and just, he's two now, um, and just was kind of acting fussy and kind of weird and we couldn't figure out what's wrong with him. He wanted a snack. He didn't want a snack. So I was like, let's just cuddle up like in the living room and kind of like, let's just take it, take a chill. Maybe we'll read a book and like, just kind of mellow out for a minute and calm yeah, down. Have some time. Uh, so we're sitting there together and he turns and looks at me and goes, mama, blah, and just vomits everywhere. And I freaked out because I am also, a, I can't do it. I can't handle it. That's like, yeah, the one you're a clean freak. You're a clean freak like me. But yeah anything like that I can handle vomit I cannot vomit, no, not do it it's, it's a no for me and I I'm a sympathetic vomiter so like you know if I see it oh I, no <laughs> I was fine but I was like oh it was just so sudden and then you know there's no way for a, a toddler to really understand or comprehend what that means to like oh. really explain what's happening oh no and we took him upstairs to the bathtub 
Um, and anyway, it just went on and on. And I called my mom and I was like, mom, what do I do? Um, and she was like, you just put a bunch of towels down and grab a bucket and try your best to like get it under them before they do oh, it. Oh, no. Like, gonna be a long night and you know buckle up babe basically <laughs> oh gosh that is something that I am not envious of at all I was babysitting a kid one time who had a stomach virus went in to check on him in the middle of the night he thrown up all in his bed it was a huge disaster that's enough for me I mean and that was when I was like 17 so I'm scarred for life from that yeah. but then this we're is like having to separate Molly from our seven-month-old from him so make sure that she doesn't get it and then Holt and I were like, who's going to be the one that takes the <laughs> The sacrifice so I've, I've been on Robert, uh, Robert duty. Um, so that, you know, if I get sick, we're not both down at the same time. So we can kind of spread it out. But I, so far, we're good. So and it's maintained. And he's feeling much better. And, uh, and woke up this morning, just like ready for the day. But I was like, this, this week, woo. Yeah, this that week has been chaos between work and parenting for you. I can't imagine. But if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Stephanie is super mom and super mom to the rescue. And hopefully Robert never. But I am not super mom, but I appreciate the support. <laughs> so all of you uh, decaf listeners out there, just give Stephanie a round of applause because look at her still here. <laughs> Still here, made up makeup on her face, hair fixed, and a vomiting child. I, I don't oh, know no. how you do it. No, this is uh, this is dry shampoo, um, a, a black turtleneck. So going a little bit Elizabeth Holmes style here, and then uh, this Elizabeth is not Holmes, but not crazy. Yeah, this is not makeup. This is low, no light on, <laughs> and it's sort of like a back sunlit glow on the thing is kind of helping, but no, this is, this is a mess. There's just like a mom trick that you've picked up where you just yeah. know the, the perfect lighting to make you look rested and refreshed. <laughs> if you me in person, you'd be like, ah, <laughs> shield your eyes. Shield your eyes. Oh gosh. I love it. Well, uh, like I said, we always have fun when it's girls day on the podcast. I don't get insulted on girls day. Um, I do miss Mark, but I don't get insulted. We had a bowling outing for our staff the other day and all the boys on our staff ganged up on me. And Stephanie was like, I'm with you, Taylor. I got your back. <laughs> and that's what I count on around here. Bowling is also super fun. We need to do more stuff like that. Yes. Y'all I'm telling you, Beacon is the place to work. We, I love working from home because when we all see each other, we have so much fun just bowling and cutting up and eating French fries. Just being in the office. When you see some, when you see each other every day, you're like, oh, hey, hello. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> How's it going? But when you get together and you haven't spent, you know, as much time in person with everybody, it's just nice to catch up in person and see everybody. Yeah, you know, going to get lunch after staff meetings or going in and having a, a bowling outing and drinking a margarita and bowling in the afternoon. I, I definitely don't don't hate that. So that's one of the most fun things. Well, Steph, any final thoughts before we sign off? Or are you just going to like go and take a little lie down, <laughs> like lunch, AKA siesta? Yeah, I need to eat something <laughs> today. I feel like we've been on Zoom that an actual video zoom because our team for whatever reason we are we are camera on folks we um, are camera on folks I mean I have I've never I get on zoom calls with people all the time and they don't have their cameras on I'm like man that just doesn't fly around here we got to see each other's faces also 
I feel so awkward when I have my camera on. Have you gotten on calls before? You have your camera on and everybody else has their camera off and then you're nobody else does. It out because you don't want to then turn it off because you're already on. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's just my own social anxiety. No, no, it's not. It's a, well, if it is, then I have it too, because I, like, I, I turn it off. Are they going to think something like is wrong or weird? Like, <laughs> I do it all the time, all the time. We, I am on calls with people with their camera off and I'm like, I just, I don't know what to do. We're camera on team. I don't know. And I didn't put on makeup, turn my camera off, please. If I was going to have a camera <laughs> off day, I'd be just totally fresh faced. Exactly. I didn't do this for this, but uh, yeah, here, here at the Beacon Center, we are uh, anti-tax and camera on. So <laughs> put that on the logo. <laughs> well, Steph, this has been so fun as always. I wish you uh, the best of luck and Molly to not get sick. And uh, you guys, we will talk to y'all next week. Thanks for joining me, Stephanie. Bye. Bye.